You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hey there. And today we have series regular Danny Cohen. Hello. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C podcast. Write us some letters. We'd like to know what you think of the show. Send us ideas for corners that you want. We'd love to hear it. Um, subscribe Is anybody on writing letters anymore? Are they still writing us letters? Well, let, well, you know, like emails. Yeah, or That's like a meant. telegram. Electronic <laughs> letters. Pigeon. pigeon. Today's a guest. P- a pigeon. A pigeon. Is this, today, <laughs> How old are get, we? Like ninety? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just got. I didn't know you were saying that. That's what I meant. It dawned on me you've been saying that. Sorry. Today's guest is a stand-up comedian originally from North Haven, Connecticut. Now based out of New York City, he's a comedy producer for TV's Impractical Jokers. He's also the host of Jamcast, where he interviews esteemed guests about their love of music. You can hear him on the bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder on Sirius XM 95. A regular at the Comedy Cellar with me, Mike Fenoya. Hey, thank you, Lenny. Hi, guys. Yeah, how's it going? What's how's happening? It going? Tell me about how do you get out of New Haven? Let's talk about your comedy career. Wait, we got to do this. Ding. Ding, you're up. We are in the corner. We're yeah. in the corner of Mike <laughs> Fenoya. Mike Fenoya made Lenny Marcus. That was one name. That was that was one of the... my my, my Middle school baseball coach, Would sing Mike Fanoia, big destroyer, <laughs> and I had no idea. And then I found the Kinks through oh, him, yeah. which was pretty neat. Go. Yeah. So New Haven, yeah, um, or North Haven, actually. It's a little suburb of New Haven. How do you get from there to comedy? 90, like what were you doing? Ninety-one South to ninety-five South. Oh, what, to, were uh, <laughs> what were you doing? What was I doing before yeah. comedy? Oh man, um, I was a music journalist for a while. I got my master's in education and uh, gave teaching a, a, a little try, hated it, had a girlfriend at the time whose family was like new rich and they were in sales, corporate sales, and they talked me into going into sales. I did corporate payroll sales for uh, a payroll company for about eight years, killed it, did great, <laughs> wow. made great money. Oh, wow. And... Uh, an old guy I worked with taught me one one lesson. He didn't follow any of the corporate rules, but they left him alone because he was always like 200% of his quota. Right. And he goes, kid, he took me under his wing and he was like, kid, there's three things that, that matter. I like you, I trust you, and I want to do business with you. He goes, that's all that matters in life. He goes, that'll get you pussy, that'll get you money, <laughs> that'll get you. And I was like, okay. And that never... How does it get you Left pussy? You want to do business? With I want you. to do business with you. Well, <laughs> yeah, in this of age course. of consent, wait, you kind of need an agreement. Wait, you know? tell, tell me the three things again. What I like they? you. I, I trust like. you, and I want to do business with you. That's true. Got you. Okay. I so, like you is a big one. I always say that. Yeah. If you don't like someone right off the bat, well, that's what's happening in like Congress and stuff like that. If they don't, you get a hint of, oh, we don't really like this guy. Something little comes up, we make it into a big thing. Oh get my rid god. Of him. Yeah. It's but ridiculous. anyway, keep going. Um. Yeah. Broke off that um, relationship. Moved to Colorado to blow off some steam. Started to dabble a bit with comedy and then broke my arm, snowboard and moved back to okay. Connecticut. Okay. Uh, was on an awful date with a girl who I couldn't stand. We walked by Caroline's 
and I oh, said, "Oh, here in the city." And I said, "I yeah, I mean, I I've can where well, I grew up an hour and a half from here, okay. so I was in here all the time. Oh, okay, uh, whether it was Yankee games or concerts or just to get wasted or whatever." And uh, I go, let's go in the comedy club so I don't have to talk to you anymore. <laughs> and we went into Caroline's. And I remember Maz Gibrani was the ah, show. And, love uh, Maz. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and um, I was just, I've always wanted to do comedy. And I, I, I've always written. I was an English major and I would write stand-up for a character that I didn't know who that character was or who it I didn't know you could just do stand up. I thought you had to be like from another planet or get knighted or I didn't know how you how do you break into that? Right. There's no like you don't take stand up in college. Right. So I saw a sign that said uh like uh new talent night, this and that. Um Linda Smith at Caroline's oh, ran it. All right. She's so great. I got wrapped up with uh that. I took a couple of went to some seminars that she ran. So cocky. I went to the first one thinking I'm the funniest guy out of all my friends, whatever I can went in with like no material, got my ass handed to me. She goes, you have that charisma. You've got what, you know, but just don't insult me and don't waste my time by coming here with nothing. Next time you come have some material written. And I had just gone through a terrible breakup and I wrote a couple jokes about that. Went in, worked it out. My first time ever doing stand up was at Caroline's on a Sunday night, new talent night. Me too. Ever. Yep. Isn't that cool? Wow. And you get, and it was, I mean, applause breaks, big laughs, had a great set. I go, comedy's a breeze. This is a joke. <laughs> Watch out, Louie. Here I come. Um, I do that same set two days later at an open mic. Crickets. I get my ass handed to me. And I go, oh, this is comedy. But I had already had the bug, so I'm like. So you saw Maz, and how did you get from that? You, you just signed up? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was that. And, and I, but I mean, I'm telling you, I didn't even. Did you get to tell Maz that? It had nothing to do with Maz. I mean, the, the reason why. No, I think I probably watched him going. I think I could do this. Not in the sense like, right, right, oh, right. I'm better than him. I just no, thought it was inspiring. I've been getting ready for for that yeah. for quite some time, and you know, I've I grew up around comedy. I grew up around with you know Benny Hill and Monty Python and. Steve Martin and SCTV and all that stuff was like my childhood growing up. I remember my mom watching an old Seinfeld special and I didn't understand the words, but I, the cadence, the rhythm, the music of it, where he would go, buh, 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 right. pause, right. buh, 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 pause, buh, and then laughter. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember that being like, okay, one, two, bang. I'm going to talk two, like that. Musical. It yeah. was very yeah. musical. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, And you're a music guy. And that, and that just stuck with me. And, and then I started to realize that the people in my life that were funny, my grandfather, my dad, my uncles, they would always kind of end every sentence with a punch. Uh-huh. It was oh, no matter what. If it was a funeral, a cookout, a, you know a meeting with like somebody in trouble. Like they, they would always. So when you started doing, did your family think you were crazy or they were all like, Oh, what? No, nah, they were, they were, um, I have an incredibly guilty conscience inherently. So I kind of felt like I had to like put my tail between my legs and be like, but I've been on my own since I was like 17. Like as it relates to like being an adult and making yeah. my own decisions, my family's not one to be like, you're not, you're not, uh, you know, doing what we thought, your gotcha, path gotcha. would be yeah, they yeah. don't care yeah, yeah. Cool. um but it was more kind of like they were like oh this is neat and then i was like okay well now i'm really going for it so <laughs> okay so you're up there did you do it up there you move you come you keep doing it in the city and eventually you run into big j well yeah so what i was doing was um you know th- that first night at caroline's kind of like opens up your eyes to like wow 
now there's this whole world within a world. I started to look at New York City in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, where is my New York City? How do I get from A to B? And there were times I just came down and like figured out, like I made like a grid in a notebook, like to get from Grand Central Station to Caroline's, you'd go the shuttle to the one to the, to go to stand up New York, to go to the cellar, to go to, and I just watched shows, started to, um, do open mics in Connecticut. Uh, I, I reached out to, um, a couple of clubs and was like, Hey, you know, I'm doing stand up. Here's this video from Caroline's and so on and so forth. And they're like, yeah, we'd love to have you come down and you know, they're like, you're going to feature. And I'm like, oh, neat. And I have no idea what that word even <laughs> meant. And I get there and they're like, you're going to do 25 in front of. And I'm like, 25 minutes? What do you have? Your fucking mind? Like, I have three jokes. So I had to just kind of learn. And the club I started at in New Haven, yeah. Joker's Wild, it was like a, a, a biker a biker club hung out there. And they would have bike night, like Tuesday night bike night. <laughs> And it was basically like, remember Pee Wee dancing on yeah. the bar? Yeah. Like, that's kind of how I felt. They would li- they liked me. They trusted me. They wanted to do business with me. <laughs> they go, uh, you're going to do, like, do bike night Tuesday night, whatever. And I'd have to go do, like, 25 minutes, half hour. And I didn't really have it. You're, like, at home the next day writing biker jokes? Well, yeah. Like, and what shit, the, I got to do was biker hilarious. jokes. They were all great <laughs> yeah, yeah. guys, but they would be like, mess with him, mess with him. Uh, and yeah, and yeah. him has a green demon tattooed on his head. And I'm like, I'm not messing with him. They're like, fuck with this old lady. And I'm like, no, I want to live. So I kind of had to learn that on my toes. Um, Really kind of hit the New England area, drove to clubs during the day and was like dropping off like a dossier. I was like, here's uh, here's my resume. Here's a headshot. Here's this, here's that. I'd love to work your club. Really put the business acumen into oh, stand up. Okay. So that's what most people don't do. Doing, I feel yeah. like, yeah, you were doing what most people don't do. So they probably shocked <laughs> to have you come in these clubs. Yeah, and I was, you know, I started at twenty nine, yeah. so I was like an adult, yeah. past all the bullshit. Like I wasn't there to party and. So you meet Big J at the biker club, or no? I met Jay. At... <laughs> he was. What do you? Is he a biker? He kind of well, looks, looks like, like a biker. I know that, but does he? If you like were gonna book a, a biker Davidson show, guy, what, who would you? If no, you were gonna book a room like, of bikers, who are you calling? <laughs> no, I'm but the way Big J, <laughs> the way I literally saw, the only guy in my head. He's more a bicyclist. If you get to know him, <laughs> he's really not a biker. The way <laughs> I saw it in my head was like all of a sudden there's like 50 bikers and one of them steps out after the show and be like, "Hey, kid, I'm a comic. <laughs> you're coming with <laughs> me." Yeah, that's the way I saw it. Oh, I see. Sorry, there was a club in. One, a club I love, and to this day, I'll always hold dear in my heart because they were the first ones to let me feature, first ones to let me headline, first ones to like the Comedy Connection in Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, they said, "Hey, Jay Okerson's going to be here. Would you like to do the show?" I like that room. It's a really cool place. Yeah. It's an old bank. Have it's, you been up there? The it's green a, room is in the vault. The vault. Oh, the great. vault. So yeah. it's an old like um, Revolutionary War era bank. Big. square open room bars in the room and the crowds are fun and it's just the the owners get it yeah great people anyway they invite me to uh work with jay yep i meet jay we hit it off he watched my set and then afterwards he came up and he goes you know i like to sit in the in the room and watch the local opener guy just mainly to break balls and you know whatever but you were really funny 
and uh, I'd like to keep in touch, this and that. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. They gave me the opportunity to work with uh, like Bobby Kelly, Sebastian Maniscalco, who was the first guy that asked me to go open for him right. at other rooms and stuff. Right. And uh, then I got to working with Jay again in New Haven. We had him to Joker's Wild in New Haven. And uh, they were struggling. The club's closed at this point. But they couldn't afford them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever told anybody. Uh, I I gave my money up. I said, here, give my feature money to him and I'll work the weekend for free. But just have him here because it would be great and it would be, you know. So they ended up having him to the club. And I had dinner with him afterwards. And at this point, I was like maybe three years in, driving back and forth every night from Connecticut. Um, my wife's a nurse. She would work like overnight. There were nights that I would drive home and just like sleep in my car in the driveway because I didn't want to wake her up because in two hours she had to get up to do her shift and whatever. Um, So had Jay up, had dinner with him, and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of like running myself ragged going back and forth, but I want to be in New York. I want to, I know that's where I need to be. And like two days later, he called me and was like, "Uh, I'm moving to a place in the East Village if you want, there's another bedroom available. It's all yours. Like you could have it for come and go. Now I'm married. My wife and I just bought a house. So I sit down with her and I have a conversation. Like, I think I'm going to move to New York and like kind of, and she goes, okay, like sounds good. I'm going to go back to school and get my nurse practitioner license, which is like a four year program. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's kind of like we're both going back to school. Right? So I was doing part time in New York, part time in Connecticut three days here, four days here, three days off, whatever, you know? And then Jay brought me out on the road with him. So I started doing more and more weekends, got to know the guys from the impractical jokers. Through right. Stand up. I was, was going to get to that. Tell okay. Them, how'd you get to that? Cause we're, I just want to, we, we keep it tight here. All right. It goes, I know quick, I'm I running. Know. I'm sorry. That's all um, right. I love the story. It's just you got to meet Sal. Yeah. Uh, one of the jokers Wait, on the road. You met him on the road. No, I met him at, uh, the stand, uh, club, here in the he's, city, but he's the stand-up of the group. Well, he, at that point when I met him, he hadn't started doing stand-up yet. But <laughs> okay. he used to own a bar on uh, Staten Island, and they he would have comics come. He's he's always been. I mean, when I see he ha- he's been doing comedy, obviously because of the show. And well, you can know, you the, give the thirty-second history of the Impractical Jokers? There four guys from Staten and, Island who yeah. compete to embarrass each other. Right. Ten o'clock on True TV. <laughs> no, but how. <laughs> You meet that guy and he decides they're already. How do they pitch well, that show? And then suddenly they blow up. And now this guy decides he's going to do comedy as well. Well, he's always been a. I mean, like he's put his heart and soul and every every waking moment into the improv that right. is stand up. That is impractical jokers. Right. As his kind of life starts to balance out a bit and he's not, you know, being pulled in 11 different directions. He's always been a fan of stand up, wants to start doing stand up. So he was just hanging out, got to know Jay, got to know a couple other people. And uh, he knew comics from New York because he had this bar on Staten Island and he would have shows there. Comics would produce shows there. Anyway, I got to get to know I got to know him a little bit. And uh, so all through moving in with Jay and meeting all these people, you got to know Jay Okerson, moved in with him. Well, part time, whatever, going mm-hmm. back and forth. And you ran, you met this guy, Sal, and you hit it off with him. He liked you, but asked me to open up for them on yeah. the road. I started opening for them on their theater tours. They do big theaters all over the country. So I went out with them and did like big rooms. And then um, come to find out they had an opening for a writing position. And I threw my hat in the ring and I got the gig as a comedy producer, is what our writer is called on that show. Right. And uh, yeah. 
And then at some point throughout being on the road with Jay and stuff, I had said, you know, no rush. I'm putting this in your hands. But at any time, whenever you think um, I'm ready to, uh, you know, audition at the cellar, let me know. And like a year or two later, he was like, why don't we go ahead and do that? And then we had the audition and him and Attell kind of, you know. And what's the time frame of this whole event from the time you go, you walk in with that girl to Caroline's to the time to today? Well, so Not what is so it? Fa- it's pretty fast. December 8th. Um, I've been doing stand-up. Three hours. <laughs> um, December, December 14th will be eight years eight that years. I've been doing that's stand-up. That's pretty, you've made a yeah, that's pretty huge impressive. Thank you. Life and your wife is supportive the whole time. Yeah, we've actually had we have a pretty incredible marriage. Oh, that's good. And I didn't you know, know if there what? Was we don't want a happy ending. No, there. we don't want. Ki- oh, imagine. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, oh, oh. And she's I hate my, to ask this question, but I gotta go there. Right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> now I haven't talked to her in five years. No, <laughs> she's actually. You know what? I mean, um, and she's a nurse practitioner now. Yeah, she's just doing to catch great. up on her life. Just she's to doing. Throw awesome. her in the loop. Okay, just, yeah, she works. She's a brilliant, brilliant person, and she's someone who like looks at my calendar and if if she sees there's like some day like weekends off i'm like oh maybe we could spend those and she's like no 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 oh cool like you know and we don't want kids we don't you know so it's it's a fun and you called the girl that was the bad date and told her she you changed my life forever by being (laughs) thank god she's boring (laughs) yeah yeah you haven't told her yet that's phenomenal (laughs) that's right if she was a great date this is like thank god you're awful (laughs) i'd be home listening (laughs) to this in my in my cubicle i'd I'd still be doing sales well that is Uh, pretty awesome wait we're done wait and are you a practical joker in real life i didn't hear the bell yet i'm about to well i'm still going until i hear the bell Sorry. I'm done. There you go. We'll get to my, next time Mike comes. I just was wonder if he's a practical joke. Do you like get involved in those practical jokes? Did you grow I've been up on being a practical joke? Yeah. No, but did you grow up doing practical jokes? Like, are you one of those guys? Well, I'm. I mean, I love ball breaking. Yeah, and, okay, and I and I, I I'm sad that the world is so sensitive. Yeah, and that really. Yeah, it's I getting mean, worse. Luckily what? for our second corner, you are also a music lover. Yeah, and talk about that. You were in bands. <laughs> yeah, I play guitar. I'm left-handed. I. uh I, I music was always an escape for me. I, I love, uh, you know, I started playing at a very young age. You're a lead guitarist, or no? I can't read music. I think I might have some uh, learning disability thing. Like when I look at like a chart of music, yeah. the dots just move and fall off the page and oh. like twist around. So I think that's called drugs. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, flashbacks. I think they call it. But no, I I just um I would listen. I grew up on music. Um, my folks split up. My my folks had me when they were like. 18 17 18 my dad left when i was three months old and then came back when i was nine and had three more kids and when he moved back in back with three more kids he came back and then impregnated my mother three more times oh nice so they're all we're all one unless i have a family i don't which i might and you grew up on music what music are we talking about so folk uh, rock and roll. (laughs) Worship. I worship the Grateful Dead. I worship the Beatles. Uh, Led Zeppelin. Sabbath. Frank Zappa. That's what your parents are listening to. Yeah. So my dad, when he came back, had Mm -hmm. two stacks of records. One was what I couldn't listen to, and one was what I could listen to. Okay. And the one, the the stack that I couldn't listen to, was the Grateful Dead, Black Sabbath, and Frank Zappa. Why weren't you allowed to listen to that? Um, he thought the Grateful Dead was like druggy, whatever. Uh, he thought Zappa was too dirty. Which what did he do? True. What was your dad doing? Working wise, yeah. uh, just blue collar labor, Got like it. loading trucks, oh, like cool. you okay. know, whatever, anything that you know, okay, construction stuff like that. And then uh, Sabbath is, I mean, yeah, it's a little crazy, a little dark so for what, a nine year old. What were you allowed to listen to? Hilarious. 
Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Queen, David Bowie, Bad Company, uh, The Who. <laughs> Uh, you uh, name it, crossdressers. Yeah, screamers. kiss. Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah, name yeah. it. That I shit was fine. I don't see a difference, but there was a difference <laughs> I don't get in the it. house. Yeah, yeah. So when I would, it was, so it was really it, devil music versus this wasn't devil. It was music. Probably, that was the breakdown. Almost devil. It was probably drugs, 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 the <laughs> devil, and yeah, dick jokes. Drugs. Did you, it was against uh, the rules, Danny? Right? Did you have that problem at all? No, but when he was listing the. Um, the ones that you could listen to, I yeah. I, uh, I thought of my brother Ronnie. He, that, that's his music. Oh, oh, the one Joel didn't listen to that music. Yeah, Neil, did you have anything that you were my, allowed to listen to? Or not? I'm my parents would all because my parents had the weirdest music taste. They, they they didn't know music at all, so they bought one of those things that records the little tapes that go in a circle, like oh, the double like reel to reel. Yeah, that's what I remember having them. I and it was the only the only people I remember my parents ever listening to was uh, the the guy at uh, Christmas with the velvet voice, but I can't think of his name now. Mel Torme. <laughs> No, like Dean Martin, Lawrence Welk, Barry Manilow, Lawrence Those Welk. Are, no, not yeah. Lawrence Welk. Uh, Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis, but oh, you had him on yeah. reel to reel. Yeah, because that's what I remember. My dad. That was a big moment in our yeah, family when my dad somewhere? came home with a reel to reel one time, and <laughs> and we're like, oh my god, oh, what okay an interesting thing to buy. <laughs> really? yeah, yeah. We didn't yeah. have in my house. We didn't have any music until like fourteen. I convinced my parents to buy like a um, a, a record player. And then we had tapes. By then they had tapes. So there was some albums. And all my father or parents' albums were like Israeli folk albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And my mother every morning listened to like WNEW, which was William B. Williams and the Make Believe Ballroom, stuff like that. So big band. I know more big band than I do. Right. That's oh neat. God. I love that. And the kid down the block was like trying to get in a band and he was playing drums outside. And my mother's like, what is that racket? And then he would be playing, Ze like trying to play Ze along to Zeppelin and cranking Zeppelin. I was like, it just sounded like screaming to me because once you hear bands, yeah. you know, big band. So like I bought the first. You know, what was, was your like, first album you bought? We talked about I think about, I it bought like, band. it was like the Doobie Brothers because oh, I saw them on uh, All right. What's All right, Happening and I got like <laughs> the Blues Brothers because that a movie cassette? came out so it was 1980. You bought a cassette or a record? They were cassettes but okay. my mother had the record so it was a two in one and I it was a Fisher and it was like a big to do like I bought this. Oh, I got this what was your first thing you ever bought? You remember like your first purchase of your music? Yes. Um, oh, you everybody remembers I do. That. I remember I bought uh, well it was two tapes at once. I bought Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever and the Grateful Dead, American Beauty, and Working Man's Dead, which was on the same tape. It was like one of those double-sided. Yeah. I used to get a dollar a week for allowance, so I saved up for ten weeks <laughs> to and buy I went this. And bought. But I, then I, I love music so much, and I had no money, so I got a job at the local music store, Strawberries, <laughs> and I robbed the place blind. <laughs> <laughs> My manager was a chain smoker, and he would go outside, and I would put all the CDs and tapes that I wanted, like in this little corner. We're in like the jazz section that nobody ever. And then when he would go back and smoke, I'd shut the alarm off and I would just run CDs like out to my car. Oh, oh wow. Now I was, I mean, I, I needed music. I loved music. And the Grateful Dead was something that I loved so much. And I, I, I was 14 and I stole my mom's credit card and I ordered tickets to the Grateful Dead at Boston Garden, September 95. Oh, wow. The envelope came. I had already, I had the cash from my friends and I that we were going to, you know, buy the tickets. My uncle already said he was going to bring us. So she goes, okay, I know how much you, my, my walls were covered with Grateful Dead stuff. Um, he ends up dying in August. So I never got the chance to, Jerry Garcia ends oh, up dying yeah. in August. So I never got a chance to go see the dead. That December, December 95, I saw my first Fish concert, the band Fish. Oh, Have you yeah. guys ever heard of? Yeah. Now, now I've seen them. Dead. I've seen the band Fish 
well over 200 times. Oh, wow. Like I followed him around My the country. My sister likes and, fish. Yeah. So I've been, that kind of got me into that world. Um, yeah. How is that following him around for like a, is it? Oh, it was the best childhood. I mean, like literally we did. Your family was going? No, no. Hell no. No, okay. my, me and my friends would just go. Just you and your friend? How your, old your, so were you? Your parents let you just go around and follow fish around? Yeah, they're good parents. Shit. And, like, uh, like out of the area? Like to, well, Yeah, all over. Yeah. I mean, I followed them across the country. Yeah. How would, old were you? 18, 19, Where do you say? At, like, so did we they, slept did they in, get to know you? The band? Yeah. No. Uh, I've, I've got, got I've you. met each of them. Oh, I didn't meet the lead singer, but I've met the other guys uh, at truck stops, like driving from. But you're partying all the time. I was young. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So basically what we did. If we, you're going to fish concerts, that, that does include the party. Not always. Aspect. I mean, I'll, I'd have to say now I don't. I mean, I, I don't really do anything anymore. Yeah, but you, you know, have but to at those concerts, right? Isn't you don't that, have isn't to. Isn't that the rule? No, there's no rules. Oh, I thought there's a sign that says, please, That'd be strange. please smoke. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it was <now>. just like, <laughs> please um, light up here. Please light up now. No, what, what, oh, wow. what I used to do was, so Fish would announce their tour, and I would work landscaping, cleaning people's, you know, gar painting garages, whatever I could do to make money. And then I would go on the road oh, with shit. my friends. Lenny and said you're a music lover, but no, this is shows. a real music yeah, lover. Right. Oh, well, you were in a band. Was anybody, we, what kind of did you play? In I the played band? guitar and sang in a band. What was the name of your band? Downtown Brown. Was it still alive? <laughs> no, this was in college. <laughs> in Downtown is Brown, is there a was chance they're the, getting back together? <laughs> I don't know. I still play. Uh, I still play. I love playing guitar, and it, it's something that, like now, now what I'll do is I'll hear a, a Neil Young song or something that I like, and I'll go, I want to learn that start to finish, and it's a nice release from writing jokes. It's like a fun thing to like put the notebook down. And then pick sure. up my guitar and just kind of well, noodle yeah. around a little All bit. All right, so let's get everybody going here. What, Danny, yeah, what was your what first was your, album? I, I bought two also cassettes, and they were Go-Go's in the Culture Club. <laughs> oh, oh, wow, the Go-Go's like, are like awesome. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's go Go's good. in a Culture Club. Did yeah. you go to concerts, a lot of concerts at all? No. Nothing? No. I mean, I, I went, to, my first concert was Rick Astley. Uh, never Ridiculous. Where? Oh. And Tiffany opened up for him. Really? In Jersey. In Jersey? At a mall? Somewhere yeah. like near Asbury Park. Somewhere <laughs> yeah. over there. Like oh, a mall. Nice. You went to a <laughs> no, mall. No, it, it was outdoors. <laughs> Your first concert was a mall. Well, she no, was, it was outdoors. <laughs> it was okay. outdoors. It was outdoor in mall. June or July. <laughs> okay, I'll just yeah. give you a hard time. Yeah. You know, she was famous for performing in malls. Tiffany. Oh, Tiffany? Yeah. Remember the, she remember the video? That yeah. sounds like a noon mall special. Yeah, like, no. come show up at noon at the whatever mall, the Greenspoint Mall. <laughs> Were you ever Do in you a band at all? Any band? No Man, music? Not just have My brother did for a little bit. I Which one? Greg. The older he one. played bass in a band. But they, he did? Yeah, then he almost got fired from his job. Because he... Because the band was taken over. The He worked at, uh, I think... Uh, He's a music guy, your brother? He thought he... No, there's no musical talent in our whole family. It's, it's embarrassing. Well, how do you Nothing. learn how, You got to know Except my brother's bass. daughter now is like a big music star. She has her band in Virginia. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's it. But this, my family, no musical uh, thing. I was forced to play every musical instrument. I mean, I was I, I was forced to play the drums. Yep. Forced? The piano, the, the violin. I smashed all of them. I broke every instrument. <laughs> how rock and roll to smash a violin? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I smashed a violin on Did the you, street against the tree. You don't have really? Any. Yeah, I took it out. Ah, I just broke it. Like, you know what's your street? violin, Danny? I'm like, it's on East Eighth and Avenue J. You know what's hilarious is there's one there's family. There. There's one family that every Thanksgiving they're like, remember that crazy motherfucker that we watched break a yeah, violin? Yeah. It was the Pete Towns. It was in front of the school Avenue bus. J. It was in front of the school. Everyone saw it. Pete oh, Towns. Woodwinds. Yeah. My God. So Why? Hate. Why did you break the violin? It had to, something to do with my brother Ronnie. He was bothering me. I don't know. And then and I smashed it. Your mother must have been, they're expensive. 
Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> what about the piano? How'd you break the piano? The piano just ignored it. Yeah. I just, I, you know, would bang on the keys. And the drums, I drum, I, I got bored after that because oh. I had to do the foot and the thing for like yeah. hours I would at the same time. I, I would like, give I anything to know how to play the drums. <laughs> yeah. I can't do four limbs doing four different yeah, things. That's why I can't do I can't piano do either. Oh, yeah. And then people go, how do you sing and play guitar at the same time? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. know. To me, that's easy. That, that seems easy to me also. I just can't figure out how to do... I can't do the foot uh, and the thing. At the you have, thing. To, you have to be so... Foot, you have to be so uh, disassociated from what you're doing and just do. Also, you have to give tedious. in. The drums are tedious. Really? Yeah, oh, when you're, when you're practicing, it's like... Yeah, ding, 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 ding. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. Anyway. <laughs> well, like even like learning scales and like going through like, you know, the different scales on a guitar, I would get bored. Where I, I would be more interested just to play chords and write songs and then let someone who knew how to solo solo over them and stuff like that that yeah. was my fun thing my parents walked in one day when in junior high school but right before junior high school and said you're taking an instrument because i don't know again big band they go they grew up in that era so benny goodman was like a big big band leader and mm-hmm. he was jewish so it was like you're gonna be like lenny goodman you know like lenny i don't know goodman. what they were thinking so i go all right how about guitar and they were like uh, mm, like that and I'm like alright how about drums because I thought I could play the drum you know and they were like no too loud and they were like how about the like flutes. clarinet yeah, yeah. clarinet oh, I was <laughs> like what <laughs> I go I don't care it, again they got me because I was like I don't care and I they, just they, they stifled oh, you early on it's either clarinet, clarinet or saxophone <laughs> a lot of people did clarinet oh, or saxophone sax cool. well we had mandatory recorder I, I'm in, a in moron elementary school yeah how yeah. old are you uh 49. Okay. Yeah. I'm 38. We had, yeah, we had recorder. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had recorder. You look great for your age. Oh, I look like dog shit. <laughs> they, thought, they thought I could sing. They, they, they just said, okay, you're doing this. So the next thing you know, I'm learning the clarinet. The worst. I'm so not into this instrument. Clarinet. Again, I get it, and I learn like, Oh, look at all these other kids playing better, cooler instruments. Yeah. Like my mother, they liked it like soft. You know, like they didn't want they wanted me to play an instrument. So I thought, are you practicing your clarinet? I hated it. Ugh. I was the third clarinetist all through junior high, and then. But you had to I'm, carry it to school. Every I got to carry it to school. Oh, I got to go like to a band hand class. Job. Gotta, <laughs> yeah, that, that it is the worst, well. right? So not only that, so I'm the worst at it. And I remember going to the concerts, and my father would embarrass me as always. No matter where I am, he has to know. He has to show that he's there. So he's that parent. The curtain would open up. There'd be just sea of people, and you'd see one guy just stand up in the middle of like 400 people and just wave <laughs> on the stage. I'd be like, please. And that was more him being like do- checking the I'm box here. off, like I'm, I'm here. here. Yeah, you no, can't ever hold about, this against me. No, it wasn't that. He he wanted to show you like we're here. We're so proud of oh, you. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm mortified. Sit down. You know. Oh, wow. And then so I'd get through these guys, and then when I went to going to high school, I I first time I put my foot down in my life. I walk in, and I just go. Listen, I'm not doing this in high school. This is the uncoolest. I'm not walking around with a clarinet in high school. I might as well just put punch me right in the face, you know? <laughs> so they're like, they go, all right. What? All right. You know what their motive was? All right. It took me years to figure it out. My sister was going to go to high school. I mean, junior high school. We we're that, that exact amount apart. And they wanted her to play an instrument. So she's just going to inherit the clarinet. So they didn't have to buy, they didn't have to buy another one. <laughs> They're like, pretty great. And, and that they was were it. probably in the bedroom like, how are we going to get this thing away from him? <laughs> <laughs> like, this dipshit can't play a <laughs> note to save his life. This guy's terrible. Like, how do we tell him? Oh, <laughs> and you man. were telling me the other day, you don't go to concerts ever. I never went because nobody, they, uh, ever? they weren't going to let me go to like a rock, the 
right. dead or Did they weren't going to let me go to Zeppelin. The kid down the block was like, you know, into like crazy, his hair's growing long. Yeah. They're like, no, you're not doing that. We're not taking but we that. Were, My father didn't want to hear that. You're like, hey, hey mama. My father's like, but what in, the wait, hell is but that? It, but wow. in high school, all your friends, you got to go to a concert in high school. Nope. They not, don't go, hey, let's go to this concert. They probably, if they did, uh, I wasn't Jeez. going. Yeah. What was your first concert? Yeah. The first concert I went with my friends was the Scorpions. Wow. Really? Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the first real concert. What the first, What's their song again? What's the big one? Uh, I'm not saying it's on the quiz later, but maybe. Oh, the Scorpions ones? Yeah. Then I'll save it. What was it? It wasn't it like, uh, was it Rocky like or her? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. That's the um, song I remember them playing a lot. And then I saw, after that, I've seen tons of concerts. But uh, we were talking earlier trying to get Bruce Springsteen tickets on Broadway. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much time do we have in this corner? You have two minutes. Wait, you've gone to the show? No, I, I want to tell you because you said you got you got snubbed on tickets. I've got snubbed like for every show. Can I tell I've you my trick? I've done the lottery trick? for every Duh. show. Yeah. I have a fail-safe trick to get tickets. Wait, do we want to tell okay. all the fans? No, too? no, by the time it's theirs, we'll be oh, okay. You <laughs> tell me, what so is it? So you call Ticketmaster, right? You don't okay. go internet. You don't go whatever lottery. You call. Okay. And you get a person on the phone, and you talk to them like a person. So if tickets go on sale at noon, you call it 1138, okay. a little before the, the rush. Okay. And you get somebody on the phone, and you go, hey, um, my name is Mike. I'm the, I, I just started a small business a couple years ago, and we're killing it. My salespeople are doing amazing. Uh, Donna's pregnant, and she tripled her quota. It's unbelievable. Ruth, no, put him on hold. Put him on hold. So you, you, this whole scene's going on where you're this busy owner. <laughs> yeah, of a yeah, yeah. You go, what I'd like to do is I'd like to, you know, reward my people with tickets to concerts and you know some of the yeah. guys like baseball some of them and you talk this person up into thinking oh, that they're going to sell a million my tickets my only question and I, now hold you, on hold on wait, wait, all, all you do is is you keep them on the phone until 10 seconds before the tickets go on sale so i'm talking to this lady ruth and austin and and a, a Ticketmaster person and i'm like put me into a jets home package you know and i'm just like <laughs> you know one of my people's handicap what handicap is accessory tickets and then i'll go I think one of the guys likes the band Fish. I think they're spelt with a PH. They're playing New Year's Eve at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And I'm looking at the clock and she's like, oh, yeah, actually tickets just went on sale. And I'm like, four now tickets. And then I get all my tickets. And she wow. goes, but what about the Rockettes? And, what? and I'm like, fuck that shit. Let's go. Here's my credit card. And I, it fail safe. Right. It has never so wow. to all your listeners, so lying. the reason lying I didn't need the, the, the reason I I call it grifting. I call it grifting. Wait, think the reason I cut you off is because I thought one thing: how much do I need to pay you to do that for me? Yeah. No, <laughs> you can do it. Buy me a ticket. <laughs> I would love want. to see Bruce. That's it. I'll pay you. I'll pay you the That's Bruce. That's not Springs a bad idea. That's yeah, a yeah. nice little yeah, side yeah, gig. Yeah. I don't have those kind of skills, but you do. <laughs> All right, well, that's good. All right, if I could get Bruce Springsteen lottery tickets, that would be... I, I don't think I'm ever going to get them. Well, we're still working. I'm, every day I play the Hamilton lottery for you, Neil. That, you never... Day. No one's Neil's ever Neil's a straight shooter. He's, you're, I didn't realize you're such a straight shooter. What do you, what do you mean, mean by that? that? Well, you can't do that? I mean, I would if I have to, but th he was going to be much better than oh, I'll ever Bethel, be. I yeah, love yeah. it. Bethel's yeah, yeah, the yeah, improv yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We're going to change the corner. We're going to take a hard right, as we like to do sometimes. Yeah. And this one's sports stories. You're a sports guy, too, somehow. Love it. Yeah. And you told me you have a story about Danny your just mom left. and Daryl Strawberry. We'll get to you. <laughs> no, Danny's got a great story. I'll just nap a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah. Danny's got a story. No, yeah, you met 
Tell us, Danny met Elliot Maddox. Elliot Maddox. Elliot Maddox. When you just said that before the show, I freaked out. Elliot Maddox was it like was, my favorite player. It's it got to be. Wait, Elliot Maddox. 1979. Yeah. Elliot Maddox played for the Yankees like in the late 70s. I mean, it was yeah. hilarious and the he way could he run, said it. And, and then yeah. he like stepped wrong, blew out his knee or something like that before they had like ACL surgery and his career kind of went down. You, but he was he great. Was at my friend Robert's house. What? Yeah, he was at Robert Rosenblatt's house. <laughs> Robert I also Rosenblatt, happened to dude. meet Muhammad Ali at Robert Rosenblatt's house uh, also. So Stu Rosenblatt, his dad, was an agent. Yeah, Alan. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, he wasn't. Yeah, Alan Wait, Rosenblatt. Muhammad Ali was there? Yeah, I that know, would have been just in the neighborhood. Why would Muhammad know, Ali not be above talk. Elliot Matt? Why would Muhammad Ali not well, be your first thing you would not, say? Oh, you're right. <laughs> like, I don't think of him as a... I don't think I second boxing. that question. Yeah, I don't think boxing is a sport, but I guess it is. Oh, shit. We just... What? <laughs> yeah, no, the whole thing, you know, I just, I nap a lot. So when it All comes right, to so sports. Ra- ra- yeah. What happened with Muhammad Ali? Audience. Oh, he was a nice guy. He was there. I, you know what? I, I was a kid. I, what am I going to say to Muhammad Ali? But he was there. He's a big guy. Hey, champ. And he yeah. came in. Can with I have him. an autograph? Can I take a picture? Yeah, he came in with Can a few people. No, nothing. No, none of that. Wait, why was he at this Jewish guy's house in the Brooklyn? I don't know. I don't know. I never asked. I forgot. Maybe I did know. Could you go time. back and ask? Yeah, whose maybe? house are we talking oh, about? Yeah, can I ask a question? My friend's yeah. house. I grew up in that. It was like but my second. What, what did his father do for a living? Yeah. Um, he had a paper and pencil company. He like had wholesale. Oh, it was shit. very strange. Okay. <laughs> Muhammad Ali loves pencils. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, that yeah. was his training. He was just. They always had people over. It was, just, it was very strange. Holy yeah. shit! Wow. Uh, yeah, those two guys, That's Elliot Maddox and. I mean, Muhammad those are Ali. two amazing people yeah. to me. And yeah, that's that so amazing. weird. All it's really one amazing person. Like My, Elliot Maddox is not an amazing person seven. to me. Elliot Ness, maybe, yeah. but not Elliot Maddox. Well, to meet a Yankee at any age. I mean, yeah, I, but yeah, I'm a big, true. I'm an enormous sports right. guy. I In love sports. It's 1979, right around the same time, we went up to like the Catskills as a family. We'd go up there every year, and they had sports guys go up there. So I met the whole 1979-80 Philadelphia Eagles team. Wow. With like Ron Jaworski and that guy Vince Papali. They made the movie with the Wahlberg. Well, yeah. that movie? But like, that doesn't beat your famous Mike Tyson no, story. No, I got Mike Tyson story. I got a million stories. Oh, we'll get yeah. to that in a second, but I want to get to Mike's story. I performed for some of the Giants also, but that was you a few did. years ago. Yeah, <laughs> That was like later on. I was an adult already. Uh, I didn't my, know who they so, were. And you met, somehow you mother met Daryl Strawberry or? No, the, the, the New York Mets uh, broke my heart twice. Wait, not in 86? Yep. So they had a, uh, the, the, there's two things. They had a, they had a uh, contest called Junior Met. And what happened was your your mom and dad would take pictures of you dressed in Met gear Uh-oh. and send it in. And it, the winner received two tickets to a game where they would put your name on the big screen and a Fuji camera because Fuji was the sponsor back then. Okay. I won Junior Met. Wow. I won it. They what took was a your pic- costume? I was just Daryl Strawberry. He was my idol. So I had Don't all my stuff. Like blackface or something. That's just a bunch of coke <laughs> residue. A little eight-year-old with coke residue. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bat through a car window. Coke and no, hookers. I was just I stood in my in my yard like in a batting stance and I played baseball. I love baseball. And they picked me. I got a letter in the mail. Congratulations, you won junior Matt, blah blah blah. Uh tickets will be coming in the mail. Your Fuji camera will be coming in the mail. Uh the tickets to the game came two weeks after the game. <laughs> <laughs> and the Fuji camera came shattered in a million pieces. Just completely. And now my dad. And you wonder why they can't win games. Yeah, like right. There it is, right there. My dad, who was my dad, wasn't in the picture at the time. So my uncle called and pretended to be my father, and he was like, 
it's fucking you broke the kid's heart. Like, what do you, you know, I just called, kept dialing like New York Mets, like one, <laughs> right. two, one, two, whatever. Finally got someone on the phone and they were like, fuck, the, who cares? Goodbye and hung up on him. Really? Yeah. So that's strike one against the Mets. Right. Strike two, my mother, seven, eight months pregnant with my sister, brings me to a local hotel. They had a, like a baseball card signing. Yeah. I had baseball card books. Like, yep. I mean, Uh-oh. every baseball albums. card, albums and albums of cards and sleeves. And um, my mom brings me to Daryl Strawberry is going to be signing cards. <laughs> oh, no. And I am on cloud nine. Sure. And, um, you know, this poor woman is eight months, seven months pregnant, carrying my sister on her feet in line for Easily four hours, I'd say, right? We get to the front of the line. I can see Daryl, and he's sitting there signing (laughs) pictures and signing stuff. And I'm, like, shaking, and I go, Mom, you think I can get a picture with him? And she goes, absolutely, of course you'd be, you know? So she gets up to the front of the line. There's a million people behind me. A million people just went. And she goes, "Uh, Daryl, would it be okay if my son got a picture with you? And he looks over at, like, his agent or whatever, and he goes, is this bitch crazy? Does she really think that? He goes, do you think, why why your kid? Why can you? And tears just start streaming down her eyes. And she's like, we have been waiting for. And she just starts like kind of like wisp, like sob screaming through her teeth. (laughs) And he's like, all right, bitch, chill. And he starts like, he was like using the word bitch with my mother. And I just remember I'm too young. I'm meeting my idol. My mom's crying. There's anger. Yeah. And we took the picture, and I got this big smile, yeah. and he's got this shit, dickhead <laughs> frown. <laughs> and he writes like, if you read the the, he signed yeah. a picture, and it looks like he just wrote Don Stanley. It didn't even look like he wrote Daryl Strawberry. He just scribbled. And my mom saw, and she was like, that son of a bitch. And like my mother is a angel. Never heard her say a bad thing. The next summer, my uncle brings me to Yankee Stadium. And we're right in the first baseline. Mattingly comes over. He's meeting kids. He gives everybody a little head rub. And I was just like, this is where I belong. I'm yeah. a Yankee fan. <laughs> so yeah. Mattingly turned me. Uh, and I've been know. a Yankee fan ever uh, since. But yeah. fuck the Mets. Shamed by fuck. Daryl Strawberry. You know what, though? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you meet, uh, uh, as you're a kid, that is the biggest influence. Like That's how I became a Yankees fan. We would write to the clubs and say, can you send me an autographed picture? Yankees sent me more pictures. I was a Yankees fan. That's it, you know? man. They treated me. Mattingly yeah. was so cool. And everybody at the stadium was nice. And yep. Shea Stadium was a shithole back then. Yep. And Queens was scary. And Mattingly through the beat through the b word around my mom. <laughs> that's awful. I mean strawberry awful. did. Yeah. And what I say? You said Damn, I meant strawberry. But yeah, it was uh we've met some people. I mean, I've met so many people like um I don't know, let's go Joe Montana. I met Joe Montana. Like I used to walk through the tunnel. I still am a statistician for the Giants, but I walked through I used to walk through the tunnel uh, to get to the press box. You'd go through and the players would be walking in the same time I'm walking in about uh-huh. 3 hours before the game. And I'd be walking in, and one day, the, I'm like 92, 91, I'm walking in, and there's this tall guy, blonde hair, white dude walking next to me. I don't know where he's working. Maybe I'll see him in the press box. And people are going, and we're playing Green Bay, and somebody's going, hey, Brett, have a great game today, Brett. Have a great game today, Brett. And it's Brett Favre. Wow. And it's like his first NFL start against the Giants, and I'm like... Pfft. I'm taking a look at this guy. I'm like, this guy is going to be the quarterback of the Green Bay But Packers. he's a big dude. He's a big dog, yeah, but he yeah. wasn't that big. I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's one Brett of the Favre. best ever. Yeah. Wow. And I walked through the tunnel one day. Joe Montana's just sitting there on a cart. He wasn't playing. He was hurt. I think he was with Kansas City, maybe. Maybe it was the end of San Francisco. 
And uh, with the Giants, you've met everybody. I, I, you yeah. know, I'll be in the locker. I, you know, you can, I can walk in the locker room and meet these people. <laughs> um, how much time do we have on this corner? You Lenny? have, uh, you got seven minutes or so. I want to ask you. Sure. Uh, how do you feel? I don't know if you talked about it last week or whatever, but Eli, what do you think about this whole thing? Uh, Did well, you talk about it already? No, no, no. I mean, Eli Manning is, you know, he's he is the best quarterback in the history of the franchise, and people go, "What? He wasn't go ahead, name two giant quarterbacks other than Eli Manning." Anyone? Phil, Phil Sims, Sims and Hostetler. Nothing, right? You know, everybody remembers him because he won the Super Bowl that yeah. day. But aside from that, people don't realize it's not really that hard a thing to be the best quarterback. And they throw the ball so much more what than they What about Y.A. Tittle? Y.A. Tittle. Good one, Neil. Thank you. <laughs> Neil looks kind of... Because Neil's got the same head as Y.A. Tittle. That's Y.A. Tittle. Gino didn't know You didn't know I had that in me, did nice you? Nice guy. I remember when I first met Eli Manning, walked in the tunnel. It's his rookie year. I see him down there. He's huge. All the Manning guys are tall. Even the mother's tall. I'm well, like, and their, their head is like, like three two. feet high. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're all head... They're, they're tall people. All of them. Even Archie's tall. You know, it's like, wow. And you realize how why they're so good. There's... Tall helps, you know, and I see uh, Eli and I go um, and it was like the day of his first start coming up. I'm looking at him going, oh, my God, we just turned this franchise over to a baby. He he was like 20 to 21, 22, yeah. 23. He looked like he was 12 years old. The quarterback of the Giants is 12. And uh, they're so young. But you benching realize. Eli was a wrong move. That's of course, it's the yeah. wrong move. And okay. the franchise is just going to have to. Why didn't they just fire the out. coach before he did it? Well, I mean, if they're going to fire him the next day, just fire they're having him. a little organizational trouble right <laughs> now. I know, but then he could have kept the streak alive. Okay, let's keep talking Damn about it. You know what's We've, so fun? Uh, have you ever met anybody famous like this? Lots of famous sports people. Who? Just sports people, you, right? People come to the gym, right? I, yeah, but my favorite sighting, my favorite sports sighting ever was I, I uh, was in a urinal peeing at the Madonna concert in Troy Aikman. Oh, he's next, next to, to you. So That's I thought that was a con like a different situation. John Berger's dad like, has a I don't similar think one. Did he have a nice piece? He's a big dude, but not in that sense. <laughs> 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 do you take Did a peek? Just because of the celebrity no, status. No, I, I really I wouldn't do that because you know because one he'd probably kill me, but two uh two I was just more amazed by the mass of the human. I didn't know he's he huge. I didn't know he was like six five built like a yeah. tank. You know I thought he wasn't. Good. Uh, last but I don't week, ever bother if I if I see anybody I'm never gonna ever say hey never if Why? i see great someone, cock yeah if i'm never gonna I, <laughs> <laughs> uh troy can i say something to you <laughs> my expert opinion. Uh, sorry I've congratulations seen a, over this. the years i've seen all the but yours no I, i'm never gonna i'm never gonna bother celebrities i don't think i think the only guy I bothered i was gonna say is i bothered uh, Franco Harris. I saw Franco Harris, and I told him about the immaculate reception. Oh wow! But he's a super nice guy, and he tried to enjoy my enjoyment. But you could <laughs> tell he's heard this story like a thousand times, so he was kind of glossed over when I told sure. him like this. This catch changed our whole family. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, whatever. We were all praying. It and, is kind of yeah, weird yeah. when you meet a celebrity of uh, like you know. I've, I mean, look with stand up and with whatever. It doesn't whatever you get to meet people, you get to work with them. Fine. There's certain sports figures that like I've had the chance to hear a weird one. Jim Calhoun, the coach of the University of Connecticut, yep. the, the Huskies. Yep. Yeah. I'm a big UConn basketball fan. Yeah, and I've run one. into him at, at uh, Bradley Airport in Hartford. And I called him coach. I didn't go like Mr. <laughs> Calhoun. They like it. I, go, I go, coach, it's a pleasure. That was good because he's probably like, this guy probably played for me. I don't even yeah, remember. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like the Rudy of basketball. Did I coach this guy in high school? Yeah. But I was weirdly <laughs> yeah. like nervous. I, I, I wanted to give him like the reverence right. and the respect they that he deserved. Get cold code. 
I was yeah. just like, coach, I just want to say like, you know, that congrats and thank you for all the fun years. And was he cool? He was all right. Yeah. He was, he was sick at the time. I think yeah. he was going through some, you know, whatever medical stuff, but, uh, he was nice. I'm super tall. I mean, I mean, really? Yeah. Tall. I met Jim Valvano just going back before he got it when he left, uh, NC state before he got really sick. Mm. He got a job as a sideline reporter for like ABC, the the World League. That's where I started doing stats, the World League of American Football. Oh wow! And it was a summer league, so Falvan was like on the field. It's like 105 degrees down there, and he's down there. Then he comes up to the press box to get a little water or something like that, and I see him. I'm like, oh my god, Jim Jimmy V. So I go, hey Jimmy, hey coach, when are you gonna get a real job, right? <laughs> right? And he goes like that, and he goes, he turns around, and he looks at me, he goes, I got a job. This is a real job. This is a real job, and walks out the door. And that was the <laughs> only thing I got to say to Jim. Damn it. We could do these stories all day. Joe Montana, real quick. The story is you go up to the press box at the time. Now they give me a laminate and plastic, but at the time it was paper and you rip one off to get in the building and one off to eat lunch. So I'm down in the in the um, I go through the tunnel and he's sitting there and he signs my autograph on the back of my laminate. I used to get them all on the back of or whatever the paper laminate and I go upstairs and uh, I eat lunch, and all the guys are around, and I'm like, oh, man, I got Joe Montana, and I show it. It says Joe Mon. I had ripped off that glass. Ah. <laughs> I got, so I got a Jamaican guy's autograph. Joe Mon. Joe and Mon. So I go back to the lady I gave it to, and I go through about 500 of those little squares. And you got it back. And I got it back, so I got well, Joe Montana. That's pretty good. I'll tell my Michael Jordan story next time because I right. got a similar one. Cool. Let's move on. All right, the fourth corner today, a lot of fun. Since we have Mike here. Let's do a music quiz. Seventies, eighties, nineties, twenty questions. I think they're easy. There's like eight seventies, like five of this nineties. Uh, Neil, you up for this? Yeah, I got this. All right, are you I and studied Danny last both night. Do it? So How know. are we doing? Are we just yelling out the? No, answer? no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna. I put them in the soundproof <clears throat> booth. Oh we shit! You. We're leaving. Oh, yeah. So it's us two. You know, at this you point, know. you should really get a soundproof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the podcast, the, the money we're making on this podcast, we should have a sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Right there. We'll Just, put, hold on. No, like second. the bubble from Get Smart. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. I got high hopes for you, Mike, because. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah. 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're going to start off at 70s. Oh, then we boy. Go All right. All right. So here we go. <clears throat> Some of these are true, false. Most of them are true, false, or, you know, I'll tell you what they are before we go. All right. Let's All right. do it. Ready? Ready, go. Go. ACDC stands for Antichrist slash Devil's Child. True or false? False. Um, number two, the lyric, if I leave here tomorrow, would you still remember me, is from Leonard Skinner's Freebird. True. If all of the songs on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack were written by... All of the songs on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack were written by the Bee Gees. Mm, not True. False. <laughs> Correct. You're three for three. Okay. Terry Jacks' 1971 hit, American Pie, is over seven minutes long. No, false. That's Don McLean. That's right. Number five. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. A, Bill Withers. B, Marvin Gaye. C, Al Green. Bill Withers. Correct. What is the line before Little Boy Blue and the Man in the Moon? Um, 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 Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon. <laughs> That's right. Daryl Dragon and Tony were better known as what 70s group? Daryl Dragon. Darren Dragon and Tony were better known as what 70s group? Tony Orlando and Dawn? No, the Captain and Tania. Ah! All right. So, all right. All right. So well, that's one. not my uh, ilk. So. Sorry. The first African-American band to sell out Madison Square Garden was the Commodores. True or false? Oh, shit. 
I'll say true. False. Who is it? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wow. Okay, so you got six out of eight so far. Not bad. Okay. I. All right, we're good. We're in the eighties now. Okay. okay. Oh boy. I know what boys like. I know the I waitresses. Got... Yes. You didn't even know. Boys didn't... like me. Yeah, that's a those great song. Bro- a great song, kind of like off key. Almost, yeah. They... <laughs> um, Tainted Love was a one-hit wonder for Erasure. Nope, Soft Cell. That's right. Ooh, that's see. This is why Neil has no shot. <laughs> I'll stop the world and melt with you is a hit from Modern English. True or false? Nope. It was. No, it's not Modern English. Modern English. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. In 1987, uh, Ben and Jerry's released a Grateful Dead theme flavored ooh, ice cream. Jerry Garcia. That's right. Um, what music? What is music star Gordon Sumner's stage name? Sting. Yes. Eight six seven five three zero nine was a song by. This is fill in the blank. Oh shit! Uh, the, I mean, it's um. Oh god, it's such a weird name, isn't it? No, nah, I don't know. I'm going to skip it. Okay, maybe we'll come back. Yeah, let me think about that one. Okay. I know it. Who's saying we're not going to take it? Qua- a, Twisted Sister. Yes. Okay, we're in the 90s. Eight, six, seven, Number five. Number 16. Ricky Martin's big 1999 hit was Living La Vida Loca. What band was he in before? What band was he in before he was a solo star? Menudo. Correct. My Heart Will Go On was a huge hit for Celine Dion for the 1997 film Titanic. True or false? True. True. 18. Boys to Men is a 90s singing group from A, Boston, B, Philly, C, Atlanta. Philly. Yes. 19. Alanis Morissette's mega album, Jagged Little Pill, contains songs Mary Jane, Forgiven, and Not the Doctor. Ugh, I've never heard that album, but this is a true or false? Yes. I'm going to say false. No, it's true. Oh, Those shit. are the songs that know. aren't famous. Yeah. yeah 8675309 is by, uh, oh, God. I got one more. Oh, okay. Then you can go back to it. All right. Dr. Dre's Nothing But a G Thing figured an, featured an up-and-coming rapper named Tupac Shakur. No, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> okay, good. You get, this is your last chance. 857-5309 is? Uh, God, the minute you say it, I'm going to know it. For some reason, it's just escaping me right now. Tommy Two-Tone? Yes. It is. Oh, cool. Okay, so we're done. You got... Three wrong. I think you only got three wrong. So 17 out Earth, of 20. Earth, Wind, and Fire I didn't get. Yeah. 17 uh, out of 20. I'll stop Modern English. Modern English. And Daryl Dragon and Tony Tennille. That's it. Awesome. So 17 out of 20. Wonderful. Nice so job. I go in the hall now? No. You got it. You can hear. We can laugh along with <laughs> suffering. All right. We can let's heckle do them it. as we do it. Yeah. Right. Let what? me go get them. Was it hard? Yeah. Got your work cut out for you. I don't know. I don't think no so. Comment. He I got 17 out of 20. I guess it was. Okay. Dude. No, I think That's this was good. a very fair quiz. You know, it's a comprehensive of the 70s, 80s. How long, are you, how long did you work on this? Are we rolling? I worked on it too long. Yeah, we're rolling. I, I, the ones I got wrong, I'm mad about two of them. I should have known. Then one was like a history question that I definitely would have never known. Would have never. Not even that I would have never known, but I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known how to deduce the right. I'm going to shut up now. All right, here we go. Thanks for giving us a chance. (laughs) Here we go. I'm going to start with the 70s, okay? ACDC stands... This is true or false. ACDC stands for Antichrist slash Devil's Child. True or false? I'm going to say false. False. Yeah, false. False is correct. It's an outlet, right? 
Yeah, it was a. He, it was on a sewing machine. They would have never oh, made so, it so. if that was if yeah. that was if that was the case. <laughs> but if you well, play, a lot of people thought it was. If you play the album, yeah. if well, you play said, the album backwards, that's what it says. People said that Kiss stood for Knights in Satan's service. Yeah, <laughs> everybody had that dumb yeah. satanic thing. Yeah, that was the club I joined in high school. True or false? The lyric "If I leave here tomorrow, would you still remember me?" is from Leonard Skinner's "Free Bird." Let's sing it. Let's sing it. If uh, it, I leave it here is. tomorrow, true. yep, that's true. True. Boom! Did you hear that voice? Yeah. Velvety. That's as good as I've ever heard it. <laughs> all the true or false? All the songs on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack were written by the Bee Gees. My dad. Just so you know, that was my parents' second album, the Bee Gees. Oh, okay. Yeah, they love that. They love that thing. All okay. of them. Yeah, true. Way to stall. Say the question true. again. I mean, all of them. <laughs> all of them. Okay. Wait, I'm, say it again. I don't know. All. Of I don't the know about songs. all of them, but I know a lot of them. But I'll say true. All, yeah, all the songs. All the songs on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack were written by the Bee Gees. Oh, I think that he was friends with a lot of people, Barry Gibb. I thought like you were talking was, about that, me. Say true to that. I think he was friends with like all these people that wrote songs. But no, no, no like Michael say. Jackson. But he wouldn't. No, have, he would have been too young by then. To the, the Beatles. Oh my God, the no. movie's not this long. The, yeah. Yeah, I know, true. Really? All right, we'll go with true. And it's false. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. I, got a lot I know. Of them. That's what I that's said. That's what you said. Why didn't you stay my... with your answer? Because it's a trick question. That is a trick Wait, question. Wait, did you say asshole? <laughs> <laughs> did you say a lot of them or all of them? A lot of, all them. of them. I said mm. all of them. You said true. It's false. Mm. Right. Okay, number four. Terry Jacks' 1971 hit, American Pie, is over seven minutes long. True. True. It's false. False. It's Don, Don McLean, McLean, you dumb dumb. Oh, okay, shit. No, these Double are getting, trick question. Yeah. 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 These are Who did we, you we say? Have to stay awake. Terry Jacks. What a jerk. No, we're, hand, we're, hand, we're answering them kind of sleepy. We yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got to get away. No, yeah, Lenny's drinking up. I didn't know he's in this kind of mood. Now it's making excuses. This one is Neil's jam. Bullshit. This is multiple choice. Boo. Number five. Mike had no problem. Yeah, I was already done with the quiz. Concentrate. Yeah, he was. You're already off on time. Number five, Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone is A, Bill Withers, B, Marvin Gaye, or C, Al Green? Al Green. Al Green. No, Bill, Bill Withers. Withers. Oh, I'll be honest. Wow. I think I already won. You, you're tied. <laughs> you guys cannot get one more question wrong. And we're You got that six. one? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he's a music guy. Wait, I don't know. Uh, what is, I, I know the song. The third I know guy. the sound. What? I thought that was no, the third Al one. Al Green is Love and Happiness. They sound like oh, Shit. <laughs> Damn it. This is the whitest. This hurts. This I apologize to right. everybody. What's the line before? <laughs> black people. What's the line before Little Boy Blue and the Man in the Moon? Oh, shit. Um, Wait. So, well, sing it. Sing it. Sing it, Danny. 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 Sing it. The Man in the Moon, but I don't know what goes on. Just keep going. I, it will come to me. Sing it one more time. I don't know when, but we'll get together then. Yeah. And you'll know. Have a good time then. One more verse and I start crying. If you get me. <laughs> wait, 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 got this. wait, say the What's the, the line the cats, before? Wait, hold on. The cats in the cradles and the silver spoon. The little, some, whatever. Cats in the cradle. And the silver spoon. There you go. Yes. Boom. Yes. That was big. Your voice is beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> nice work. Darren Dragon and Tony were better known as what 70s group? Say that again. Who? Darren Dragon and Tony. We're better known as what 70s group? Shit, Darren Supertramp? I got this one wrong. Darren Dragon and Tony? Yep. I, I like Supertramp. It wouldn't be that. Captain Tennille? No? No. The Supergroup? Did you say 70s Supergroup? 
Darren Dragon and Tony were better known as what seventies group? Oh, I threw super group Tony in. Darren Dragon Dragon Slayer? Like a dragon guy and a Tony? Tony and dragon, Tony, Tony Orlando Darren. and Dolan? That's not a group. God, a group. I don't, can't even think of a seventies group. I mean what what That's constitutes a group? A group? Boston? <laughs> it's Boston. more than one person. Are Boston. We, music. Are we losing listeners now? <laughs> We've lost them. <laughs> there are people right now yeah, yeah, banging yeah. their head against <laughs> shit. <laughs> listening to you two decide what a group is. Come on. A group Come is on. more than one person They're that like, makes music. Who are these morons? This is driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so we named two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two people constitute a group. Okay? What's Darren Dragon and band? Tony. Name the band that they went under. I don't want to. I want to think about no, but it. These, okay, okay, you're wait. saying these two people, that's their name. Like yeah, Neil and Lenny. And, and then names. Neil and Lenny decide to make a group Darren name. and Tony Dragon. Yeah, so we're going to go with Boston. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yeah, Boston's the 80s. If anything, no, that's the 70s. Jump out Bad company? You had it. Captain and Tennille. Oh. Yeah, what the fuck? I said Tony this Orlando is, and Dawn because exactly the Tony threw me off. This is exactly why I did Battle on my Good SAT. You. You really, this is what I did. Really I knew it, though. I oh my talked God. myself you out of it. everything. I just wow. didn't. I just didn't you believe it. myself. What are my three that keys is. again? To three keys. Hit I me like you. Them. I trust you, and you got to stop analyzing <laughs> shit so much. <laughs> That's amazing. I want to do business with you, so I That's won. Hilarious. Number eight. The first African American band to sell out Madison Square Garden was the Commodores. I'm going to say false. I think it was Earth, Wind, and Fire. False. That is exactly right. And I got that <laughs> wrong. I thought it was the How Commodores. did you know that? That was a fantastic answer. You can't get Captain Tennille, but you know it was like now he's angry. third now album he's my parents bought after the Bee Gees. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wait, was that in the liner notes? <laughs> On the reel to reel? On the reel to reel. They loved Earth, Wind. Are we in September? Want to know what's hilarious? First of all, you don't play albums on a reel to reel. And second, I wonder, I wonder if that's Earth, on Earth, Wind, and Fire's credits that it was. They were uh, your parents. Bill, Bill Potter in Okinawa, Japan, uh, bought our. Uh, all right, let's go to the eighties because Neil claims yeah. to be an eighties. And I won already. Now you we're in. Stink. Now yeah, we're in. All right, I know what boys like. I know what got you. Know, remember that song? Yes, we do. Okay, A, bow wow wow. B, the waitresses, or C, banana rama. The waitresses. Yeah. Too easy. Yes. Which, by the way, probably one of my favorite Christmas songs is oh, theirs. Christmas oh. rapping. Oh yeah. Google oh. it. YouTube it. It's a okay. great song. From the waitresses. Yeah. Okay. Ten. Tainted love was a one-hit wonder for Erasure. Soft cell. No, not erasure. <laughs> I got that wrong. Nice. Soft cell. Neil knows his groups. 80s music. I did a lot oh, no, of dancing. Oh, no, wait. I got that right. You got that right. I did a lot yeah. of dancing in the 80s. As this is the you. only other one that. That's uh, what they called Coke back then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll Stop the World and Melt with You was a hit from Modern English. True or false? Ooh, that's a close one because is it English beat or Modern English? It's one of those. It's English beat or Modern English? Um,. I, I think it's modern. It, I thought it was. Say the song again. I thought I'll it was, stop the world. Yeah, and I'll stop the world. I guess I think it's like true. John modern Hughes, English. He used it a lot in his movies. Uh, in the older 16K, yeah. older Molly Ringwald movies. Uh, this is my prom song. Boy, so, there is a lot hello? of chatter here. Yeah, yeah we true said or false. True. We said true. true. Okay, true is correct. English nice. beat is save it for later. Yeah, I knew it was close, but I modern English was. 1987, Ben and Jerry's released a Grateful Dead themed flavor of ice cream. Oh shit! True this or is false. Like True or false? In 1987, Ben and Jerry's released a Grateful Dead themed flavor they of have ice fish, cream. By the way. I mean, it's they funny. definitely re re released the ice cream flavor. I just don't know if that's I'm the year, so I'll say true. 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 Yep. I mean, Jerry fish. Garcia. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was 19, whatever. What is music star Gordon Sumner's stage name? <laughs> 80s, uh, 80s? No, it's uh, Stuart Copeland. Is that the police guy? I don't know. 
Gary what? Gordon Sumner. Gordon Sumner. Is it from the police? The Captain and Tennille. <laughs> so again, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is Gordon Sumner's state? So stage just do name? Pol- say police because that's Captain what- Gordon from Batman. Holy shit! <laughs> Boston. The answer is Boston. Yeah. You guys have an answer for this, or do you have an answer? I, I guess I, I'm going to go with uh, what you just said, police, because it came up to you. That's just say police. Sting. Yeah, I told you. Wasn't so far. <laughs> you the so police. A real guy. A stage name is the of a guy's name. I, I knew. I thought it was moron. no. I thought this it was why the they're never going to win. They're idiots. Well, I have a door. I could slam. That's what came out of his mouth first. He so goes police. But well, watch, they'll get this one. I like, thought no. it was a drummer though. That's I thought it was the drummer Stuart, Stuart Copeland. Copeland. Well, I mean, yeah. so I was in the drummer. It would be a little bit weird that guy named Sumner went with Stuart Copeland. It's just so right, Lenny. You don't know how to ask. Questions. No, oh my God, he's oh my God. perfect. <laughs> he's answering. He's no, I agree. You're uh, not asking. He's reading like an LSAT. No, I disagree. You Your question asking is other. awful. No, you're doing perfect. Here we Bullshit. go. All right, uh, who who's this song by? Eight six seven five three zero. Tommy Two Tone. All right, that's good. Sorry, oh, I would have never known. Oh, you didn't know it's Tommy Two Tone. I, I know, but I love no. that song. Okay, who sang? We're not gonna take it. A Quiet Riot. Come B on. Twisted Sister. Get C Poison. Get out of here. Do we, you that means you don't insulting. even know the answer. <laughs> that's insulting. It couldn't mean that. A, quiet, a it wasn't quiet, quiet riot. riot. Let's B, talk. Twisted Sister. Let's, let's keep C, that one in play. Let's keep B, Twisted Sister. Yeah, Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister. <laughs> I know that one. He, he comes all right, we go, the the time. we go to the 90s. We go to the 90s. Oh, shit. Now we're back in trouble. Well, this one's okay probably for uh, Danny. I might be okay with the all 90s. Right. Ricky see. Martin's big 1999 hit was Living La Vida Loca. What band was he in before he was a solo star? Oh, the one with the five guys. <laughs> Burgers and fries? Yeah. Menudo. 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 Oh, nice. Lost four guys. Yeah. True or false? My Heart Will Go On was a huge hit for Celine Dion from the 1997 film Titanic. It's true. Yeah, he's got that. True. Yeah. Boys to Men is a 90s singing group from A, Boston, B, Philly, C, Atlanta. Boston. Okay, Boston. Philly. Oh, I was going to say Philly. Say that again. Yeah, Wait. Boys to Men's from Philly. Philly High Harmony. Oh, shit. I thought Boys we to Men, ABC, no, BBD, no, the I East Coast that. Family. I got confused you know, with which Philly, Philly and Boston. Well, I know they're not so, it's no. not like things like no. LA and Boston. I know Boys to totally Men. You can drive from Philly to Boston. No, I knew he was right. I got. I heard boy band. I thought of whatever. Yeah, for more, I thought I of really cocky really fast. I thought of the other one. What, Aerosmith? No, I thought of Boston. No, What's the boys band from Boston that they're all famous? Oh, the other one. Marky Mark's brothers. No, yeah, I know that one. On the New block. kids on that the block. one. New, I just got from Boston. New kids on the block. Wahlberg's from Boston. I thought the New Kids on the Block were all Boston guys. I don't think so. I think that was like just an L.A. like thrown together oh, ragtag shit. bunch okay. of shitheads. I didn't know that. Nine, yeah, probably nineteen. Alaranis Morissette's mega album entitled "Jagged Little Pill" contains songs "Mary Jane," "Forgiven," and "Not the Doctor." I don't think so. See, nah. I mean, one of them's false. on there, so I'm gonna say true. All some, I say they're all on there. No, false. Okay. Well, are you guys a team or not? Yeah, you, okay. we'll go with yours, false. It's true. Oh! <laughs> I thought that sounded like a trick question. It's a trick question. Like, not the doctor it's doesn't the sound f- like a song title, but turns it's out not it is. Five, it's not five. She had five mega hits, and those are the Did other Did you songs. know it? Did you know? Did you really Well, I knew like one that? of them was on that album, but I didn't oh. know if all of them were. Right. 20, last one. Dr. Dre is nothing but a G thing, featured an up-and-coming rapper named Tupac Shakur. Uh, I saw this on the movie that I just saw recently, uh, the NWA movie. Yes. And I'm going to say you're false. 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 Who is it? 
the, I don't know the answer. Snoop D O double Jizz. Oh yeah, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. So well, you, you guys, guys stink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe okay. Boston was the yeah. that that cracked you guys me. Got like fourteen. I'm, I'm like not bad, not wow. bad. Fourteen. I think we got we got. But our winner right. once again is our guest Mike Fenoya. Hey, thanks, congratulations! Guys. You, you deserve that. All right, I for the guess. to wrap it up, we do one thing of the week. My one thing of the week. I'm gonna start this week. It's one good thing or one bad thing that you could shout out. You know, you could talk about anything that happened this week. One good thing, one bad thing. My one thing of the week is um, the California fires. I just want to say this is really bad. Our friend Dimitri Martin's out there, and he had a flea, so uh, he's in a hotel somewhere. I hope everything works out for the Ventura people and all the other people out there. It's really bad. Horrible. Yeah, Bethel's mom's out there. We we called her last night. So we're thinking about you. Stay safe. Uh, Neil, one good thing, one bad thing of the week? I think it's like a half good, half bad. I woke up Sunday, and I uh, woke up way too early Sunday morning. It's like 6.30 a.m. So I'm just like, screw it. I'll just start my day. I go out to get a Starbucks coffee. On the way to Starbucks, which is only like a block from my house, I run into like, it's like zombie land for old, lonely people. I'm literally on the corner, and she's like, "Sir, do you know where this church is?" And she's, and I'm like, "I think it's there on the corner that says church." Uh-huh. And she's like, "Well, how's your day going?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> we're gonna talk to this old lady." And then I talk to her. I cross the street, and this old man goes, uh, how, "How you doing the day, sir?" And I'm like, "I'm good." And I have a conversation with this guy, and then I come out of the Starbucks, and he's like. Hey, hey, how's that coffee today? And it's like all these old people. What do people, they want oh, from you? I think they just want a conversation. And I'm so nice that I have to give them conversation because I'm like, clearly they're a little lonely. So my little trip to Starbucks almost took like an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're picking your pockets. They're stealing your shoelace tips. That's an old carny trick. They got one person. Uh, I've really felt good about myself. Diverting you. I, I counted that as giving back. Danny, good. One good I guess, well, I, you know, I wait tables during yep. the day and I hate when people ask for separate checks. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. yeah. It drives hmm. me crazy. Why, I've got a why lot do of people, they can't just split it. Why can't people just split I, it? I, that's what I said. Was you it can't split crazy it? disparaging or I it was know. probably just close, like, right? All, they're like 10 people. We're all going to have separate checks. Right. My 10 separate checks. There are no couples here. Does anybody <laughs> want to couple up right now? Like maybe five separate checks? No. 10 separate checks. I'm like, it's crazy. Uh, we all hate that each bit. other. That's really what it's saying, though. We all hate each other. That's what it's saying. Is that a good bit? Yeah, it's a good bit. Something there. Um, Mike, you got something for us? I have a Starbucks story that happened that made me happy, but it, p- it pissed me off at the same time. I was trying to be nice to someone. There was a guy in front of me. This was on the one in Chelsea near Gotham, yeah. 23rd and 7th. And uh, a guy had his earbuds hanging out of his coat pocket, and they were dragging on the ground. <laughs> and he was stepping on them, and oh, it was geez. like it. he ran them through like a little puddle of oh. milk on the ground <laughs> so i went over to him at the little fixins table or wherever you do your sugar and stuff and I, I go excuse me sir and i was about to say excuse me sir your earbuds are on the ground but i think he thought i meant excuse me like way. get out of my way and he turns to me and he goes oh guy i'll be a minute <laughs> and he goes what he goes what 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 what's up what's up like almost kind of giving me shitty so instead of telling him his earbuds were on the ground, I just go, I just wanted to say happy holidays. And I let him just drag on the ground. And then I watched him walk to a table, pick up the earbuds, and put them in his ears. And it was the greatest moment of my life. So I hope he's got AIDS all over his ears. I love it. Way to end that show for us, Mike. That was Thank fantastic. Mike Fenoya is at, at Mike Fenoya. F-I-N-O-I-A. On, and the uh, website is MikeFenoya.com. MikeFenoya.com. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming I in. I had a blast, a, man. Right? Thank it's you so much, dude. This was really great. Right. Guys, we'll guys. see you all next week. Later. Peace. That was so fun. <laughs>